One thing I've learned in, and I mean, it, it resonates a lot is how to say it, the way you measure success, right? As a leader, it should be through the success of others. What I really realized is that a lot of people focus on the jobs to be done, but not much on the sources needed to get those jobs done. So how are you equipping are you putting the people that you lead, right, in a trajectory where they have more chances to be successful? So, and are you measuring their success first? So indirectly, if they're successful, you are successful, right? So it should be a consequence of that. Welcome to 99 Humans. My name is Jeff LaCosta, curious coach and Wall Street Journal bestselling author, striving to understand how little things generate big impact. And I'm Nadia Carta, tech executive and lifestyle coach with a mission to transform lives and corporations by kindling hearts to generate a zeal for life. Each week, we investigate stories about the human side of leadership to re-energize your spirit and help you become a stronger leader. Because the reality is that leadership is messy, goofy, challenging, but always human. Thanks for spending time with us today. Let's dive in. Rob, why I believe you're amazing and that I believe in your career, as I know you, you've had so many moments where as a leader, you really did massive changes in your life. Like even <laughs> I still remember when you and I were talking in the canteen about moving from Google to Microsoft and how you handled it. And now you are leading such an amazing and successful team at Microsoft in this field. And I think for our readers, it would be amazing to learn from you and hear your stories about how you lead and how you manage. And for example, at Microsoft, you're launching this new division. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you've been the first one in the Gulf and even dealing with another culture. You're Italian and in Dubai. And we know that the Middle East is really strong in differences and how you work basically in a word that is so different from the west side of the of the world thank you first of all thank you and uh, we know since long time so definitely it's, it's only always a pleasure for microsoft is it actually could be a good story right you know about the change and so when i joined is the usual thing right i didn't move i didn't make the move towards the same that you did like getting closer to the headquarters i decided to stay here because i love i love the emerging markets part of the world but the challenge there is sometimes you have less support from from the headquarters right because uh, if you say middle east nobody cares if you attach to it Africa, someone cares more. It's sad, but it's what it is. But in terms of budget and visibility, I mean, you always have to struggle more to get something at least right to operate. To, to, the, to your first question, I guess there is there are cultural differences here. So how you lead into this is definitely requires probably more communication. But I would say there is something that is universal in terms of language, even if languages are different, which is if you start helping people, right? So when you start helping people and you have others that speak on your behalf and you're are usually people are willing to help you just need to find them in the right time in the right mood in the right but usually are willing to help so for me the starting point is definitely finding ways to helping others before asking anything in return mm -hmm. because then in my case the mandate was to build an ecosystem here so it was even more important doing that because there was nothing right nobody knew that microsoft was doing something for startups nobody knew that i was here nobody knew that there was a team nobody knew that what microsoft can do for startups nobody knew that anything right so it was getting out there first to talk with the key influencers the key people doing something to get people interested and to say look it seems like there's something different there it seems like there's a different approach it seems like the conversation is now more on value rather than the usual thing that that you have in the ecosystem and 
getting people to inspire people a little bit more. And probably that's, that's the other thing. So when I joined this role, first I worked on myself to, I mean, and it was easy because the role was exciting, right? To be inspired myself and then and going, going out there to inspire more people with different narratives that the ones that were out there in the ecosystem around, around startups. And one inspiring moment was when someone I know here that got to know, hey, you're moving to that role. I say, I'm very jealous of you moving to the role and say, why is that? I mean, it's, uh, I still, let me get back to you in six months and I will let you know if you can be jealous or not. Like, let me try it and see because you never know. And then he said, no, look, you're going to work on with entrepreneurs. And if you think about it in this part of the world, entrepreneurship is also a matter of life. Right? Because for many people, it's not just a lifestyle business that you do on the side, it's a side hustle, or you're bored of the corporate life and you decide to jump on something different. It's really a matter of life. I mean, they really see a big issue, they make it their cause, they build something that is for themselves, but also their families. So in, in large part of Africa or, or Middle East, uh, in some countries, and taking into account even Palestinian refugees in Syria and these kind of people, right? So they they need to have an opportunity because they can jump into that and build their own business and it's a matter of survival and life for, for them and their families. So there is also this component here that is inspiring right? and then truly tap into diversity and change the narrative, right? So from just being leveling the playing field for female founders, but take it more inclusive and say it's not only, there are already beautiful female founders here, nobody knows about them. So instead of talking about it, it's just meeting with them and tell their story more so that instead of having the same three female founders that we usually have at all events, it was showing, look, there are these other 25 that have beautiful stories to tell. So this is inspiring. And so you, you inspire people to follow and say, and to start listening, right? to get curious and say, oh, these guys are coming here and they have a different narrative. They're talking about something different. They're not just selling us credits or taking us, hey, there are credits, you can join this program. I mean, forget about that. So it's building building that narrative. And it was the same thing at Double Kick in the early days was what inspired us, I guess, was telling that story, writing and telling that story, which was the transformation, the revolution, changing the way agencies, advertisers were looking. So that's to me was key to do here, right? Not just taking, hey, there is a global program, you can apply to it. These are the conditions, the criteria, right? Transactional. So it's building that vision and inspiration. And this region honestly also helps because the demographics, for example, think about it in 15 years from now, one third of the global population under 35 years old will be all in Africa, one third. It's huge, right? So it's Pakistan is 200 million people, 35% of the population under 35 years old. And still they have societal issues like 80% of the population in Egypt is unbanked. They don't have a bank account. The whole economy in Pakistan is still cash-based. So they still do transactions, but they are digitizing right now. Put it all together and it's a big opportunity. So it's, I would say it's building that vision and that story that inspires that say, hey, we are not just here to sell you or to hook you into Microsoft ecosystem. It's more, we're here to help. And where we see a big difference that we can make in the ecosystem in the life of these people is look at the demographics, look at the societal challenges, look at the issues. The help is how can we make those companies more sustainable, more profitable, but sustainable and those sort of things. So this is one thing. The other thing I would say is trying to go a little bit outside the standard path, which here I've been more successful than at Google <laughs> doing it. But because again, this is back to the, a region like this, right? So from a global US perspective, I mean, you don't have much budget allocated, even if the promise was higher. So I found myself with very little, right? So there was a choice to make. One was, okay, I don't have enough. So the job can be, we can please the guys in the US and say, 
according to your criteria, your view of the world, if you apply your thresholds, your criteria, these are three, four, five startups that are relevant. That's it. I've done my job. Everybody's happy. But I decided the second path was, well, we can find a new way of doing it. So I had the chance to meet with the director general of Abu Dhabi Investment Office. Abu Dhabi Investment Office is the entity in the government of the UAE that is responsible to attract foreign direct investment. They basically, they try to attract international companies, small, medium businesses, startups to relocate, to build from Abu Dhabi, from the UAE. But they also invest into startups that have incentives for entrepreneurs to build or small, medium business owners to build right from the UAE. So I spoke with the director general, I presented some ideas of programs I wanted to run for the region. He bought into the ideas and became my sponsor. So he took the ideas to the chairman of Adio. And I remember that presentation. He said, at the end of the presentation, the chairman said, look, we want to do this. Can you give me two slides? And tomorrow we present to the crown prince. And I said, okay, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. Crown prince. How cool. The crown prince said, yeah, it's very cool. And then it got approved immediately. So, and they wired the money. So then I got back to the GM here. And tell the story and at first he understood that we were paying partners to do something that is the usual microsoft way they, they microsoft has a huge network of partners it's probably the largest in tech companies as far as i understand it's really huge with different tiers very sophisticated so they were used to pay partners to to run certain sort of programs but when he understood no wait a second you are telling me that we are receiving the money yeah we are receiving the money and he said where are we receiving the money and i said well i don't know i think in a bank account and <laughs> and then he said Oh, wait a second. Then you need to speak with compliance, legal, finance, and this and that. I say, okay, if you can put your word and then they will be uh, listening to me and it's done. This Crown Prince already signed, right? So it's, it's the usual thing of emerging markets. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. This time worked. So he helped a lot with finance. They found a way to get money from government that we can use to run this program. So it's in Microsoft PNL right now. So I can manage that budget. It's in the order of millions of dollars. So it's higher than the budget that the global team has for, uh, for running, running the program globally. So I'm laughing because it's ridiculous, right? So it should be the other way around. But that is an example of, I guess it's a nice story of leadership because it's it's like, look, we are not stopping at the, what we are asked to do. It's, it's like, you hire me, have a brain and I try to find other ways to make it happen, right? So we, Roberto, we want to. how do you fuel your bravery, right? Because you're being so brave. I mean, the prince crown and then <laughs> coming on a bank account and compliance issues. How do you feel? Your Look, the Grand Prince came uh, unexpected, meaning when we were speaking with the, the chairman of Adio, there was no expectation, oh, he's going to tell this right, about the. But apparently this is their process. So actually this is very different here, especially with governance, you can get to, to talk. If you have the right approach and you come with a constructive approach with ideas and uh, with a good case, you can end up speaking with very high level people. They would give time to you because... They really want to make things happen. They just change it, for example, here, the work week from Sunday to Thursday to Monday to Friday. They announced it two weeks before Christmas and it's already implemented. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah, only in the UAE, eh? not in the whole region. So in the UAE, they changed it. But they implemented like, and then when people raise their hands and say, shouldn't we think about this process, this thing, this dependency? They said, yeah, it's changed it. Now you figure it out. <laughs> so the other way around that in Europe, I guess, we would have taken a couple of years with the French pessimists raising their hands and saying, I see some issues there. <laughs> I have to say, when I think about the Middle East, that's so refreshing compared to Europe. I think in the US, probably is in the middle, like we're eager to do things and fast. 
but Europe is so old from that regard. And then you guys are amazing. Like there is one person taking the decisions. Okay, we're changing. Let's go do it. It's that, that helps as long as it is for good or for the benefits of the population. It helps if it takes the other side. It's not good, I guess. I think one single person too, but it helps a lot in this stage where they are really diversifying economy, right? From oil to knowledge base. They, I've seen a couple of times, and this is the difference that Microsoft have more chances to working more with government, right? And at Google, I mean, there was no need or no chances in the role. And I've seen they changed a couple of policies, for example, that came from us as a recommendation because working in specific industries for startups and in less than one week. And they say, wow, what's that? I mean, it's like, it's not real time, but it's impressive, right? So, so the environment definitely helps, but it's also tapping in the environment for what the environment has to offer, right? So you need to see this because there is a lot of capital. For example, I give you another example. I don't know if 500 Global is uh, with Y Combinator is one of the three largest accelerators and invest early stage investors in startups, right? So there is Y Combinator, 500 Global, Techstars, these sort of players. The COO of 500 Global, Corne, she relocated from San Francisco to Riyadh because a lot of things are happening in Saudi right now in terms of change, transformation, and she probably received a very nice offer to do that. And they decided to launch their flagship program for 500 Global in Saudi. So she relocated there. But she's still the CEO, global CEO of 500 Global. Just to give you an example of the difference of the approach. So our team in the US did a partnership with 500 Global, paying 500 Global $250,000, telling them, look, we have this program for startups. You have a community of startups. You can put Microsoft logo in your newsletter. You can periodically refresh the newsletter saying these are the conditions for startups to apply. We pay $250,000 and it's a partnership. And I told the guys, look, I don't think we need to pay for that because it should be the other way around. We are Microsoft, right? So it's one of the brand that, you know, is most valuable in the world. So why should we pay for someone else to put our logo in their newsletter and ask their community to apply? It should be the other way around. So. I tapped into another opportunity. So within Adio, there is another entity in the government in the UE called ADQ. So ADQ is the, is the investment arm. So they really have a fund, well, more than one, and they invest into startups, not only startups. So I intercepted the news that they were deploying a new fund of $50 million. So I approached them and said, why don't we partner on that? I initially I proposed them to manage the fund we will manage the fund, no worries. We will manage the fund, just give us the money and we will be more credible because we come with Microsoft expertise, knowledge, we understand technology, we can vet and do the due diligence and then we can work with the startups that will be selected. Then I realized within Microsoft that we, I and the team could have not been paid as investors, right? Because as investors, you are paid a management fee and you carried interest. So I said, look, okay, let's look for a partner that could do that so we have a partner that manage the fund. We are still partners, so we are still in the investor committee and the, and the governance that we build. And still we impose, we have our program, so we will have a number of startups on our technology for three years with investment, we attract more quality. So basically at the end of the day, we built a partnership where we have 500 Global managing the fund for us for free with $50 million available to invest for the next three years and us doing almost anything but having for three years, 60 startups on Microsoft technology pre-series A. Now, you take the parachute that the US team and the parachute that we did, and you tell me which one you would go for. I mean, there is value. I mean, the value is I don't want to pay for something where the value is the other way around. So it's, and so we have found a way basically to change the narrative in the region 
but in a humble way. It's not arrogant. It's not going out and saying, oh, we are Microsoft, you should pay us. No, it's showing where the value is and say, look, if that is the value, then we run the game, right? So we say, you give us the money, we have the technology expertise, we have the expertise, the time, the commitment, the resources to manage that either us or us plus a partner, and we can do that. The point is they wouldn't know how to do it. They wouldn't know how to invest into tech startup. They would know how to do investments, but not into tech. So, I mean, this is another example. And you see, we are showing, we're constantly showing a different approach versus other teams. But that starts again from spending more time in thinking where the value comes from and finding a way to, a different way to implement. And sometimes there are other things that we have not been able to implement, honestly, because they were too ambitious, too risky or stuff like that. But these are a couple of examples where we've been successful and we have been able to have enough. Also, I signed a partnership for five years. So just in case the US team didn't like it, so to get rid of me, at least they need to wait for another four years. So <laughs> I think what, what really sticks out to me hearing your success here for the past 24 minutes is the inspirational approach that you had and starting with getting inspiration and then using that to fuel the actions that you took, you know, that that statement, well, check in with me in six months. We'll see if I like it. Obviously, you've been able to convey the inspiration to others to be successful. How do, you, how do you do that? What tips do you have for folks who want to get better at using that inspiration to fuel leadership success? So I think one element has been not to hide the personal elements, right? And not just myself, but also the people in the team is there is a personal motivation and passion that comes from helping entrepreneurs, startups. So not hiding that. So from the very beginning, I decided not to have the same tone as the institutional Microsoft tone, because just not to show as hey, this is yet another commercial program. These guys are here to sell. Actually, the opposite approach, right? So this is probably one element. The other element is we experimented a lot of things. I tell you, when I started, it was just myself, right? I started from scratch, so there was no one. So I, I started building our social media myself with little knowledge. So I knew what social media is, but I never run, for example, our LinkedIn page. We are running faster than the US in terms, not just followers, but also engagement. But I, I did it myself, right? And it's not my job. But the tone that came out, I was receiving messages like, oh, please, I like your content strategy talking about Microsoft for Startups Middle East, right? So I mean, this in Africa. Can you please get in touch with your agency? And I started thinking, wow, this is the perception outside? Because I don't have any agency, right? So it, it was just myself posting whenever I had time, after in between one meeting and the other, right? And I asked it here and there some advice. Hey, how would you post? Would you use emojis, not use, or the tone? This sort of stuff, right? So that sounds, sounds like it's not important. But actually, uh, now that I'm managing, so I'm, I'm receiving the feedbacks, right? So I can see it myself. So I, I can see that how people were seeing it as something that was valuable for them because it has a different tone. It had content, not just PR that for the sake of PR, right? it's re real content, a good tone, personal, so authentic, right? In a way. And that came out as different. That's the other. And, and you know what? It might also help again, the environment we are in. Because in Dubai, for example, what is true is that you have a lot of those PRs. So people like to celebrate things even before those things are real. It's a lot of facade. It's a lot of... So the moment someone shows up with real content, it, you immediately stand out. <laughs> but you know in advance, right? Also because I wouldn't be able to do the opposite. So probably it was, it was not a choice. <laughs> so we might be getting there with that last comment, but looking that we have three minutes left, a question that we're asking everyone we talk to is, if you had one piece of advice for readers of 
kind of the vignette that you've just shared that will be transformed into words, what advice would you have for them? For leaders, you mean? So potentially for around leadership. So one thing I've learned in, and I mean, it, it resonates a lot is how to say it, the way you measure success, right? As a leader, it should be through the success of others. What I really realized is that a lot of people focus on the jobs to be done, right? So, and also for your team, right? And you focus on the jobs to be done, but not much on the sources needed to get those jobs done. So how are you equipping, are you putting the people that you lead, right, in a trajectory where they have more chances to be successful? And are you measuring their success first? So indirectly, if they're successful, you are successful, right? So it should be a consequence of that. So this could be one, one thing. And the other one is, it worked for me as well, at least is starting from the end. So you picture this sort of success, like a legacy that you want to live and you not reverse engineering because it's, uh, there could be, but starting from the end, how you would, imagine this whole thing to, to be successful, to, to work. So to, and working backwards to what sources are needed to get there. I think that's incredibly insightful, honestly. The magic of that vision, envisioning the future, I can't explain it, but it seems to be something <laughs> that, that really works. So that, that resonates. It builds a lot of energy and the direction. It helps, definitely it helps. At least I can tell it helps. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Th thank you, guys. Uh, always missing the Googlers and then families, so always missing those times. So definitely looking forward to being in touch, looking forward to know the progress of your initiative. And if you need anything else for me or if you need any help later on to promote it or to... I cannot translate in Arabic. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Jay. Bye. Have a good day. Let's be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye.